You're listening to ADHD Diversified, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, MJ, a Canadian-born Asian with ADHD. Here on ADHD Diversified, we're not just sharing stories, we're diversifying the voices, the experiences, and the way we share those stories. We know ADHD is not defined by skin color, ethnic background, or where we are on the globe. But how we navigate with our ADHD, if it gets recognized at all, can be determined by our environments, upbringing, and culture, especially in underrepresented communities. It's not just about awareness, it's about opening the conversation and turning awareness into acceptance. Because no matter who we are or where we are from, we are all allowed to ADHD in the unique ways that we do. So if you have ADHD and you're wondering where you fit in, you're in the right place. Find out more on our website at ADHDdiversified.ca. Anyway, transitions are hard, so enough with the intro and let's jump in. Grades, 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 school and grades. I personally have a certain aversion to grades in the context of school, but only because I'm holding my transcript, which happened to appear while I was flailing my sword against a three-headed paper monster. Yikes, my transcript is awful. I should burn this. Yeah, school was not my strong suit. Maybe it just wasn't engaging enough, and also, I had very little faith in myself by 12th grade. So did my teachers, because my grades sucked, so that was that. My parents knew I dropped out, they know I didn't graduate, but thankfully for me, they weren't very strict. Because if they were super rigid and pushed me to be a high-achieving academic, I feel like I would have missed out on all the valuable experiences that have helped shape me into the person I am today. And I still don't think I would have discovered my ADHD. But outside my family dynamic, I was heavily involved in a local Asian community and network where good grades and test scores and going to university basically defined someone's worth. So you can imagine how unpopular it was for me to have said I dropped out of school. I didn't even have plans to go to college at that time, let alone a university. I spent a lot of time with that community, more than I ever spent at home to be honest. Because I was around them so much, they had a really strong influence on me, and the loudest messages were the praises and encouragement for those and to those who were academically successful. They were considered the future leaders. They were considered the people who would create change. They were, this is going to sound cheesy, the chosen ones. We were led to believe that those who achieved top grades and got accepted into esteemed universities meant they were going to have an amazing life. And if we weren't that, well, we were doomed to a future of failure and mediocrity, apparently. It seemed there was but a single direction to reach happiness and success and worth to the world, all defined by the grade. Now, in this context, I just want to make this clear. I absolutely believe there is value in education, but I also do personally believe there's got to be different ways that someone can have an education and be educated without always needing a grade as proof of someone's learning capability. Before I go on, I'll dial it back a bit and go to something a bit more lighthearted. 
this is random, but I think when I was 18 or 19, I had a Facebook group called Asians Who Hate Math. Well, for some of us, uh, but maybe I could have called it Asians Who Are Bad at Math, because that was me. Okay, so there's a joke, or whatever you want to call this, that's made its rounds in the greater Asian community about Western or normal grades versus the Asian grading system. It's a little funny for me because it's kind of relatable and also kind of true. <laughs> okay, so you know how there are like the ABCs of grades? I'll start there. I'll give you the examples, which are probably slightly inaccurate, but I'll roll with the punches. Feel free to send me a comment on our website later and correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, so for Western or normal grades, A was awesome. B was average, C was, uh, I can't remember, and no, it's like, it doesn't stand for I can't remember, it, like, I actually can't remember what C was, like, maybe, like, slightly below average or something, anyway. D was, like, below average, okay, um, E was for effort, and F was a failing grade. And then, there was the Asian grading system. A was no longer awesome. A only meant average. Or like, where's the plus in front of the A? B was just bad. C was can't eat dinner. D was disowned or don't come home or dead. No! And there was no E? Well, because anything below that, like an F, meant find a new family or you were f In all seriousness though, for some of my Asian peers, it was bad. And even if they got the A grade or the 100%, depending on how strict the parents were, well, the whole where's the A plus or what happened to the bonus marks was actually a thing. Obviously not for me because I don't even rank on the Asian grading scale, but I did have Asian peers from school and friends from other schools who did talk about punishment beyond getting grounded or having a privilege taken away. Like having to sit or stand in an uncomfortable position for an extended period of time, being sent away to another city to live with a relative until they could prove they had improved their grades, straight up getting kicked out of their house with no warning, or finding they've been locked out of their house because they weren't welcomed back in. Yikes. It makes me sympathize with anyone I knew who went through this, especially in the most extreme cases of those I knew who grew up basically in fear for their own safety and well-being. Not because they had done anything wrong, but all because of a grade. I can only imagine the constant state of anxiety of those who learned and believe that punishment is deserved because of a mistake or a failure. Unfortunately, this level of grading versus a person's worth is normalized in Asian culture. Many were and still aren't even aware of the effect it has on their mental health. It's upsetting. And if it's not, well, it needs to be. The high standards of the model minority leaves little to no room for, well, anything let alone self-advocacy or discussions of our mental health. What is also unfortunate is that many of us, wherever we're from, there is high value placed on a person's academic grades. The lower the grade, 
the lower our chances, the lower our worth. Or so I'd been sold. And I'm just realizing now, it was a lie. A lie sold to me in my most crucial developing days. I was sold the idea that grades I received would determine my worth as a human being and how successful I would or wouldn't be in the future. A grade determined how hard I worked, and even if I'd worked my butt off, the grade wasn't reflective of the work I'd put in. But I continued to buy the lie, over and over again. But at what true cost? Because the price tag for me has become a continuing expense that as I've grown up, I've continued to pay. Now I'm carrying an emotional debt I have yet to unburden myself with. It does suck how a grade determines people's perceptions of us as youngsters with sponges for brains, since good grades meant good job from teachers and parents and peers and our communities. Even as adults, if we continue our education, we can still place that value on ourselves. And sadly, it can determine how much respect others deem worthy of giving us, how much we're worth even taking a chance on, and how much respect we might even grant ourselves. How many of us can relate to that, even just a little bit? Even if we're academically successful, have been at the top of our classes, even if we've already finished our academic careers, how many of us still feel like we're not quite there yet? Or how many of us believe we'll just never get there. More importantly, how do we get over this? How do we get over that emotional debt and let it go? I don't have an answer, but this is what I'll say. Please, 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 don't let your mistakes overshadow your accomplishments. Don't let a failure outweigh the valuable lessons you've learned along the way. And most of all, don't let a grade, past or present, determine your value as a living, breathing, wonderful human being. Do allow yourself to continue to learn. Do explore what you want to learn. Because we are more than how we've been graded. Or as a wise person once said to me, don't discount your experiences. Besides, as ADHDers, we've had to get up probably more times than anyone else. And if you ask me, that's what makes us awesome that we can get up and learn from almost anything. Experience is valuable, and so are you. You can't put a grade on that, right? I'll leave it here, and I'll see you next time. Hey friends, it's MJ again. We've come to the end of today's show. But if you're still here, thanks for hanging out. Head over to our website to find show notes and additional resources for today's episode. You can find that at adhddiversified.ca. There, you'll also find the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired podcast network, ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan, and Hacking Your ADHD with Will Kerb. Keep your ears open for another new addition to the Rewired Podcast Network. Check out the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Megan, coming soon to a podcast player near you. You can find all of us at ADHDdiversified.ca. Join me and the rest of the ADHD Rewired Podcast family for a live Q&A every second Tuesday of the month. 
Go to ADHDrewired.com slash events to register. You can subscribe to ADHD Diversified on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite shows. If you want to support diversity in neurodiversity, share this podcast with your friends, family, and whoever you think needs to hear our message. Who knows, maybe someone's self-advocacy just might start here. If you're enjoying the show, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast app where you can leave ratings and reviews. Remember, ADHD is not defined by skin color, ethnic background, or where we are on the globe. We all have a story, we all have a voice, and no matter who we are or where we are from, we can come together to share our unique experiences. Let's keep the conversation going because there is diversity in neurodiversity. Thanks again for being on this journey with me and we'll talk to you in the next one.